Hello and welcome to the Melbourne Business School podcast. My name is Aaron Yeek and I'm an alumni of the school who recently published a book on the MBA experience, From Racetracks to Boardrooms, Was an MBA Worth It? In this series, I'm joined by fellow alumni to dive between the lines of the MBA experience and find out if doing an MBA was really worth it. Today, I caught up with Lindsay Lee. Lindsay and I graduated together from the part-time program in 2016. During that time, Lindsay switched industries from finance to pharmaceuticals, changed her career outlook, and balanced a consistent schedule of fitness. Lindsay updates me on her activewear brand that she has started after graduating and the social impact that she hopes to make as a result of it. Hi, thanks for having me here. So I'm excited to, I guess, share some of our experiences and find out uh, what it was like for you going through, through the MBA. As a snapshot, what was that experience like? Well, at that stage in life for me, it was quite hectic and crazy me. I decided to do the double instead, the MBA, so the business admin side and also the Master of Marketing. So it was pretty crazy and hectic for me. But look, I survived. I'm a survivor and I'm here now speaking to you about it. So I guess all end well. And so how does that work? How do you balance study, work, life, the, all, the, all the millions of things? Because you're not, you're not a person that sits still. No, and um, you obviously know me quite well. So with me, the most important thing was really to schedule in time. So some people might decide to have, you know, a personal and a professional calendar. For me, I just had the one calendar. So I schedule everything in that calendar. If I had class that night, I'll schedule that in my work calendar. If I need to go work out that day, um, and I try to work out at least five or six times a week, and I will schedule that in as though it's, it's a meeting. So it's a must for me, and I think um, that was one of the reasons why I probably kept my sanity after doing the double masters. So it was very, very crucial for me to be very organised and just pretty much schedule everything in with the one calendar. So did that experience, what was your organisation like before you got into the program? Was it good already? Or? I, was, I was pretty good. Like in terms of I'm a very um, organised, meticulous person. Like if you come to my house and you look at my wardrobe, everything's colour-coded and it's in terms of length and season. So I'm very meticulous in that way already. Um, but doing an MBA and still trying to work out six days a week and still trying to balance a good nine to five and a management position that was um, that was a little bit more difficult than I had imagined because mainly only because the commitment to the university isn't just the days that you are going, going to be here for lectures or class, it's the after hours yes. that really, really is the most important. Yeah, sort of coordinating this. everyone else's timetables as exactly well. Exactly right, especially when it comes to group assignments, you need to ensure that everyone needs to be able to make time. We're all busy and a lot of us have families, but coordinating everybody, you end up managing five, six people mm. that you don't know that you're managing or that don't want to be managed. And that's um, and that was the most difficult part. And obviously you managed to make that work. So coming coming into the program, take me through, what was that like? Why, why did you even decide? to do an MBA in the first place? Well, I came to a crossroad in my career where there was only really three options I was looking at. And I'm very, very big on um, personal and professional development. I always want to improve myself and want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm challenged. I was in the financial planning industry and was an investment prior to my MBA. And that really was driving me down the CFP part, the Certified Financial Planning um, course. 
or the Certified Financial Advice course, um, the CFA. And then there was also an MBA, which I was considering and which was a bit more broader skill set. Um, I weighed up my options and I just decided to go with the MBA. And obviously choosing the MBA was one thing, choosing to do that. And then choosing the university was secondary. Um, but it was a very easy choice for me because Melbourne Business School and was the best out there. And you're going to do an MBA, you have to do it through the best. And I always want the best of the best. So it almost sounds like the choice was, do I go more specialised and deep Correct. or do I go a bit more broad in terms of the business side of it and the management leadership side of it? Correct, exactly right. So with the CFP, I knew that it was really pigeoning hold me down like one particular path. Sure. Um, and whether or not I could see myself in that industry considering all the changes that were happening at the time, were very. I couldn't see myself being in that same industry in the next 10 years, um, if that makes sense. And with the CFA, look, the pass rate with CFA is like a 30% and it's really, really gruesome. I took the tests um, to try to get into the program. I passed the test. However, I just decided not to do it. Um, it was just an option for me to do that. And I just couldn't imagine myself doing that for the next 10 years either. So a broader skill set was probably a bit more within what I was wanting at the time. And I just didn't really realize it. So did you know where you wanted to end up then after the program, given that you'd done the thinking or was it a bit more open? I was a bit more open because um, Look, to be honest with you, I didn't really, I knew I wanted to get into um, eventually be a CEO. So my goal is to be a CEO by the time I'm 35 of a multinational um, organisation, earning billions of dollars, blah, 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 the same old, you know, the C-suite. Um, but I think things changed when I got into the MBA, which is quite interesting because, you know, being a young CEO, that's what I was aspiring to, to be female, to be a young CEO. It was, it's still a little bit um, unheard of in this day and age, um, but things change like during your MBA program and sometimes, you know, the higher you go up in the rank, the more you realise you don't want to be in that position anymore. So that's an interesting point because that's something I definitely got and I guess surprised me a little bit is that self-reflection and I guess that change that happens. So, you know, both of us made career changes during yeah. the program. What was, what was yours like and what did that entail? For me, it was just a natural career change um, simply because I got approached by, um, uh, by a CEO to come on board to the company and to pretty much create some changes, manage some major projects that were undergoing at the time and pretty much take the company to the next level. Um, so for me, I wasn't seeking the change. The change kind of just landed on my lap um, and it was an offer too good to refuse and it was a good change to get out of the finance industry. So change of industry? Change of industry and change of position as well. So I was more focused on the sales um, BDM side. Uh, now I've gone into more the project management and leading strategic directions in companies. Mm -hmm. um, and based on that itself, it's, it, for me, I wasn't looking for it, so it landed on my lap. Mm. So it was a natural change. And that was partway through your program, wasn't it? Correct, mm. yeah. How did you find, so I guess, I found that switch uh, invigorating but also challenging, uh, learning a new industry, trying to balance, I think I was doing corporate strategy at the time, yeah. and it was hectic. It's interesting they said that because for me it was, it was extremely, um, I, I don't know if challenging is the right word that I was using. It was very different, but... I quite enjoyed the change mm. simply because I was learning about a completely different industry that I had no knowledge about. Mm. So I came from an investment finance side of things and switching into pharmaceutical and how that is managed and regulated within Australia. That was very, very interesting, let's put it that way. Um, 
if I had not made the, the move or the change, I wouldn't have been able to learn about this whole other side of pharmaceutical and pharmacy ownership um, within within Australia because it's very different the way that we operate here um, compared to the rest of the world, for example, the US. So I actually quite like the change and for me to be learning while I was at MBS and also learning a new industry, I was actually able to marry them two together quite nicely. Um, and I think I was just already in that mental phase of like learning new things and constantly wanting to learn new things that I didn't see as a challenge, but it was, it was interesting, it was different. Um, and now I have and equipped with all this knowledge that I didn't have before, so it was so that, interesting. at that time, uh, your experiences at MBS and your network, is that, take me through that, is that helping, not helping? Um, with my networks at MBS, I guess you can classify it into two types. There's a more professional network and then there's a group of networks where you will consider friends or lifelong friends now where they do kind of overlap into professional as well. So with my professional network, there are sp specific people that I'll go to to ask certain questions and you know that you'll be provided with most uttermost respect and professional answer and they will provide you with guidance in the right way. Whereas the groups of friends that I do have um, through MBS, they are lifelong friends and you would know that sometimes you know, you would take their advice with a grain of salt in a way, only because a lot of times when you ask them a question, they don't directly answer it. Like they'll throw in some random response. They'll be like, okay, go do this instead of do that, um, knowing that you won't do that. Um, so I separate them to, quite to, um, I separate my groups really in my mind, like really differently. And in saying that, I do tend to rely a lot more on my friends that I have a close network with because I know that they've got the best interests um, in their hearts for me. But I do reach out quite a lot. And at the moment, I'm reaching out to a lot of alums um, as well in terms of um, whether it was to do market research, get some expert advice in their, um, in their field, or whether it was just a general catch-up to see how they're going. Mm. Um, so the network definitely, um, it's, it's been great. Like I reach out a lot to them. So that's an, that's an interesting point around what you're using the alumni network for now. So yeah, fast forward me. So you made the change in the program. Yeah. Well, fast forward to now. So you're, you're still in the same industry, but right. you're doing some other things as well, aren't you? Correct. So I'm, I still have a, a nine to five and I'm still in the same um, position. So I made the career change and I've been in the same company for a few years now. Um, however, I think through doing the MBA and being in a corporate environment and as you slowly make your way up the corporate ladder, well for me anyway, I just realised it's not a place where I want to be. Um, so I've reached out to a lot of my networks and I've started something on the side and I call it my side hustle which a lot of people would tend to call it nowadays um, and that's in an area where I'm really passionate which is in the fitness, health and fitness industry. So I've reached out to a lot of my alumni to participate in first and foremost, uh, market research. So 101 of marketing that I've learned, do your market research. Um, I did my secondary market research, use my network um, in the M Melbourne alum network to do my market research. And surprisingly, I had over 150 responses, you know. So they're very, very proactive and they really want to help you succeed and they still want to keep in contact with you to see how your business is going. So I've reached out to them and within literally less than a week, I had over 150 responses. Um, for my primary market research in order for me to learn to launch my side business. 
I hope I remembered to respond to that. You did, actually. <laughs> it's a good you point. You did. Don't worry. I noted you down. <laughs> you do get, I guess, it's a good point. You've just reminded me. You do, you do get, as an alumni, you do get a lot of requests to fill out market, market research information, which is interesting. You get to see what everyone's up to. So, so yeah, tell us a little bit about what it is and um, how it's going. So, on a side, um, on a side note, I've started a business which is about to launch in the next month or so, and it's called um, Lathletica. Lathletica is essentially just a premium quality, high quality um, activewear brand, um, specialising in women just for the time being, with a focus on just mainly tights right now. And it came about purely because of the fact that when I was going through my fitness journey, I couldn't really find anything that was for me, um, and that was non-see-through. So the, the main thing was everything that I purchased was always see-through. I'm doing my squats, and I had a lady come up to me, and she was saying, honey, we can see everything, just so you know, and that was so embarrassing. Like, I could not believe I had spent 180 bucks on these pair of bloody leggings, and she could see everything. Um, so then I'll, it was a mission for me to try to find a pair of leggings that didn't show everything, especially when females is squatting or in compromising positions. So I'm like, stuff this, why don't I just create something on my own? And hence the birth of Lathletica. But I also wanted to marry, as you may know, and you would have spoken to you about this before as well. As you may know, I'm very um, big on contributing back and the social enterprise growth within Australia really took took me um, by surprise of how big the actual industry has grown. And I wanted to be a part of that. You know, I didn't want to just live like a wealthy life. I want to live a rich life, which means I can contribute back to the community and um, whatever it is I learned at, MB, um, at MBS and in my MBA marketing, I wanted to be able to, to start my own business and put those skills into play. And hence, the only way to do that is to start my own business. And with the social enterprise, one of the causes I'm really passionate in is actually orphanages in mainly East Africa. So what did I do? I went to East Africa and I did volunteer for about a month there came back and that really sparked my drive to wanting to do better and align my business as a social enterprise and to also start a foundation. So I'm in the process of starting a foundation called Lathletica Foundation and the primary sponsor will be from my activewear label Lathletica, which part of the proceed will go to the foundation in itself and we'll be sponsoring at the moment about 45 kids in Kenya, Nanyuki, um, with the main basics, food, water. The long-term goal is really to build them a, a well, um, but at the moment, the number one priority is actually food, funding them some food. So hence, I'm trying to marry my passion for activewear and also my, my own personal values, um, contributing back to society with Lathletica Foundation. You, you've always been a person that um, has struck me as very passionate about social causes. Um, so, you know, it's fantastic to see that you're now mm. able to sort of take that platform and build on it. What's what's the response been like from friends and, and your MBS network? And Well, in terms of friends, they know that this was always something that I was going to do because I've been harping on about doing something like this for quite some time. Um, and for my MBS at work, they've been extremely, extremely supportive, like anything I needed in terms of free advice or helping me out, even just like picking up stock or picking out the colours of my fabric um, or even helping me with the setup of the, of the foundation or being on the board of my foundation. They've been actually really, really supportive. Um, and people that know me um, from MBS would know me well enough to know that I'm very, very driven in that sense. 
And if I say that I'm going to do it, it's going to happen. Like regardless with you or without you. And a lot of the MBS alums are very supportive and they want to come along with that journey and they want to be the first people that want to support you. And they want to be the one to say, yes, you know, I, I'm more than happy to go and deliver this packages to the post office for you if you need to. Um, so they've been very supportive and my family just thinks I'm crazy, like from day one, like they knew that I was crazy. So <laughs> so you mentioned driven there. I think that's a great description for you because you, you're the sort of personality that just gets up and goes, I guess, makes things happen. Has, uh, has the MBS environment helped that? Definitely. So prior to starting my MBA, um, I was still a little bit unsure about the direction I wanted to go to and I knew that I wanted to be, as I touched on previously, in the C-suite and ultimately become a CEO. But after starting my MBA and through my MBA journey, I, I've, I've come to a realisation that it's not what I want anymore. Um, it's not a direction that I want to be in and I see a lot of, and I liaise with a lot of successful CEOs through my profession, through the MBS um, network and through industry events. And to be quite honest with you, a lot of them don't know what work-life balance is. And for me, work-life balance is actually a really, really big factor. Like I love going to the gym, you know. For me, it's a sense of relief and that's how I de-stress, that's how I keep myself motivated. And if I'm going to be CEO, I wanted to be CEO of my own company, which I've built. And I waited till I completed my, my degrees <laughs> um, to do that simply because I want to be able to, to do it, to start it, and have a greater amount of um, support and also chances to succeed. Like I want to be equipped with all the right skills and all the right knowledge um, to be able to start a business and say, right, okay, I kind of know what I'm doing. I've studied this. I'm pretty sure Mark Ritson mentioned something about this, so I'm going to go and try it and see what happens. Um, and, yeah, so pretty much Ignitify inside me and I said, look, once I've done with my MBA, this is what I'm going to do and hence I'm doing it right now. So you did the MBA and then your and your second degree was? Master of Marketing. So what was that like doing the two at the same time? Um, so I didn't really see it as two separate degrees. The I found that the Master of Marketing was really useful um, for me personally simply because I had a good understanding of marketing but I didn't know all the components that really made up marketing. Um, so there's, you know, for example, the brand side, the product side, the market research, then comes the market strategy. So all these bits and pieces really resonated with me a lot, massive marketing. And actually, because of massive marketing, I, you know, I try to follow the process that was in, that I studied during my degree to help me launch my business. So number one, 101, do your market research. Secondary, primary market research, narrow down the segments, et cetera, et cetera. So um, for me, I actually quite enjoy both degrees because they're very different, but not so different because they're kind of married together. Yeah, they're yeah. very complementary to each other. And to me, it was just one yeah. degree. And so now being able to, I guess, bring both of those elements to the table with, yeah, with your startup. Definitely, and I, I can see that how important it is, especially in this day and age now, to have that marketing degree and have a good understanding. You might not be able to use it. I, by no means I'm in the marketing side and I'm able to use everything, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to use a lot of those knowledge um, in terms of what I've learned through the Master of Marketing, so it's very useful. Yeah, fantastic. All right, some, uh, some rapid questions now. So high point of the experience? Industry studies in Asia. 
definitely. And that was to Shanghai? That was indeed to Shanghai and we also went across to Beijing for our with our group, lost a couple of people there, but it's okay. <laughs> Big learning is get a union pay card. And... <laughs> Biggest union, must get a union pay credit card if you're going to go to Asia. Union pays the only way. And, don't, and, and the people they lost, but I was one of them. So uh, <laughs> low, low point of the experience. I know what my answer is. <laughs> For me, it was actually operations. So the subject um, operations, there, that was a killer for me. Yep, health. Favourite subject? Mark Ritson's brand management. Uh, favourite faculty and why? Mark Ritson. Usually I'll be swaying more than this, but you know, I'm just trying to refrain from doing that. Tells, tells it like it is, Mark. Yeah, exactly right. Main method of de-stressing during the program? Um, exercise for me, it was exercise. Probably not a surprise given uh, what you're working on now. <laughs> pa paper notes or laptop? Paper notes. Finish the sentence, group assignments are? Pain in my ass. Social life, did it exist or did it disappear? Existed. Thinking back to the start of your program uh, and where you thought you might end up, has that changed much to where you actually are? Um, yes and no. Yes, in terms of um, where my mindset is and what I wanted to do prior to the MBA and what I'm actually doing now. So yes, no in terms of industry change. So I'm still in the same position. Um, with work, I made a career change halfway through. Um, so yeah, it's a yes or no response for me. Yeah, your yeah. change actually happened during, didn't it? Yep, mm. definitely. Fantastic. Well, thanks for your time. It's no, been amazing pleasure. sharing experience and reminiscing. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation. If you'd like to listen to more, please subscribe to the Melbourne Business School podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud.